So I'm chatting with John Butler, of course, the John Butler Trio, new album Flesh and Blood out this Friday. Uh, John, firstly, congratulations on a superb album. I had a good listen to it across the weekend. It is fantastic. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Uh, it's such a, a diverse sound on the album and, and what I really enjoyed about it, because I just had it on uh, in the background on Saturday afternoon, it actually really did sound uh, like an album. I can tell you put a lot of effort into uh, constructing a list of songs in a particular order to have a particular effect. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, I, I just write what I write and, and record what kind of works because a lot, a lot of things I write, I try to record and they don't work. So at the end of it, I, I, get, I have a group of songs, but, um, and they are just what they are, eclectic and you know, schizophrenic and, mm. and uh, sometimes even normal. But, uh, uh, the, well, yeah, the track order is really important. So track order always does my head in. But, yeah, I think we got it right this time. Sure. And uh, I'm trying to remember back to uh, April Uprising. Is there more or less electric guitar on this than the uh, than the previous album? Uh, I think it's about the same. It's about the same. From what I, Somebody else was asking me the other day, and I, I, I kind of did the addition. And I think, I think it's roughly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that, about three or four, three or four songs or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So uh, track no, two, no track two, Living in the City, it's quite an up-tempo track. Yeah, um, that's a song about just you know, a young man kind of going to the big smoke, trying to make it big and getting caught up in the rat race. And uh, it's a fun song to play. It's actually one of our funnest songs to play at the moment um, on this tour. So, yeah, good song. I mean, because obviously uh, lots of drums, lots of keys in it as well. I can imagine you can really sort of jam out to that track. And, and, and for what is a three-minute 28 track on the record, I'm sure uh, <laughs> almost doubles in length when you play it live. Yeah, it's about right. It has a whole kind of Black Sabbath ending to it, and it's great. So much fun. Mm. So what can you tell me about uh, track four, Bullet Girl? Uh, Bullet Girl is one of, kind of my magpie songs. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, I, I kind of grab stories from my life and other people's lives and books and movies and and then I kind of put them all together into these characters who I, I write about. And, uh, yeah, Bullet Girls is about a, I don't know, a, a very, uh, you know, like one of those turbulent relationships where it's it's really hot and, and, and it's good, but it's also very destructive and um, and not quite right, you know, and it doesn't ever quite, really sit at peace within itself. Mm. Yeah, so that's what it's about, I think. Yeah. And then you roll into then track five, Devil Woman. Yeah, Devil Woman. Devil Woman is a, another magpie kind of song, or in a way, yeah, it's like a magpie song, and it's a little bit of me kind of just jumping into other people's skin and, um, yeah, imagining coming home and finding another man in bed with my wife. <laughs> and you go, hey, this there's something to write about. Let's write about that. Yeah, just uh, you're not not exactly probably your most preferred uh, writing topic, but <laughs> but yeah, you know, once you've written a thousand and one love songs about your wife, it's like it's nice to try something else out. Just have a bit <laughs> and, uh, of fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, only one, which is a track we've been playing on Triple M now for a few weeks uh, since Christmas, in fact. Uh, uh, look, I mean, we've heard it so much on the air the last few weeks. What can you tell us about that one? Uh, that's a song about having somebody in your life who you can be everything to, I guess. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, you can be 
you know, obviously the good parts of yourself, you know, happy, nice, intelligent, charismatic, witty, um, but also vulnerable and, and fragile and scared and fearful and, and shameful and, you know, uh, those things. And to have somebody in your life where you can be everything, you know, and they, and that person can see you for all, all that you actually really are and still love you. Um, it's an amazing gift to have, you know, to have somebody like that in your life, whether it's a best friend or a lover or a dog, you know. So this song's about that. So make, make of that song what you will. <laughs> uh, and uh, track 10 is another one we're going to feature throughout the week, How You Sleep at Night. Uh, real uh, sort of, again, up-tempo, really some quick drums and some quick strumming of the guitar in that one. Uh, yep, yep, the, there is that. And... Um, what is this is a song about just um I guess it was one of the byproducts of being involved in uh the Save the Kimberly campaign. Um and kinda going toe to toe with corporations and politicians um with the community of Australia you know, in a way like kinda of like it's almost like a dark versus light kind of like a story and um yeah, just kind of what kind of came out of my time in that campaign and how I saw it and uh, asking the simple question about how people can do the things they do and still sleep at night. Now, make of this what you will, John. Uh, it's sort of, you're, you're sort of doing now an extension of what I guess Midnight Oil were doing in the early 80s in terms of writing catchy songs that actually had some like real meaning to them. Yeah, right. Yeah, um... I mean, yeah, you know, Minnow are a massive influence, you know, um, and they're still making some amazing music in, in, the, in either separately or in their own ways. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's good to have music that's about stuff, you know, um, and I wouldn't say I've taken the bat from them by any means, but I've definitely been inspired by them, that's for sure. So the tour, quickly, uh, you're back in Australia for a gig uh, March 28 in Perth, and then you spend the next couple of weeks going around the country? That's right, yeah. So uh, you look at everywhere. So Perth, Bustleton, a couple of gigs in Melbourne at the Palais, Febby Theatre in Adelaide, Dar- Darwin. That'll be good for a break up in yeah. Darwin. Brisbane, Newcastle, Sydney, Canberra. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All over all over that beautiful big, big, big red country. Sure. I love so much. So I'm really looking forward to it. And by the way, congratulations on selling out your two gigs in New York, uh, both uh, sort of, what, 800-plus uh, uh, capacity venues? Yeah, yeah, they're like actually the, the small shows for us. We, we used to play a lot bigger venues over here, but this this tour is just a bit of a, uh, a kind of a like an appetizer tour. So yeah, it's um it's good. So that, how how long have you been playing really the good. new how long you been playing the new songs live for? Oh, about a month or two. Yeah. How much have they yeah, evolved in that time? Um. They, yeah, they keep on getting better and better. That's that's for sure. We, you know, uh, I think at the start the song plays you, and then you know, hopefully we we play the song. And so, yeah, it's it's they're becoming to be really we're able to find our own freedom, freedom within it. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Is it frustrating in a way that you've that given that your album is out on Friday, but yet you're probably already playing those songs on the album a different way now already? And you wish you could have recorded it in that in the in, in the in the way you're doing them now, the way you're playing them live, as opposed to how you recorded them, you know, m- months ago. 
Go into the gig with an open mind and uh, and just enjoy it for what it is, I guess. Of course, always.